Welcome to the My Business Podcast, where we sit down with local businesses and we talk about who they are, where they come from, and what inspires them to be in business. Hello and welcome back to the My Business Podcast for part two with Helen Francis. Look, in our last episode, Helen, we delved deep into your inspiring journey and your mission to uplift men's mental wellness. Now today in part two, we're going to shift a little and dive into a pretty profound topic, I think, that you're very passionate about and you've integrated into your, into your coaching. Now it's integral theory and stages of development. Helen, great to have you back and really Thanks. looking forward to you shedding light on this, what, what is actually a very fascinating subject. So for our listeners who might be unfamiliar with integral theory, can you give us a brief overview of what it is and its, significant, its, its significance in someone's personal development? Okay, so it applies to everything and everyone. It's really around our growth and development from a human perspective on multiple levels and I am attempt going to attempt to give it justice in the short time okay, we have. Sure. It, it is quite deep and I it's quite imagine. huge yep. and there's different chapters of people. But basically, Integral Theory talks about stages of development. Now, stages of development apply across what we call levels of development. Now, your levels of your development are things like your cognitive intelligence, mm -hmm. your thinking abilities, your emotional, your moral, and your spiritual lines of development. And each of those can be at a different stage of development. Now, each stage in itself encompasses around a lot of beliefs and values right. um, that we apply from a human perspective, from our, our thinking perspective of, of how we view the world, which is why there are people who just don't understand how other people are behaving in particular ways because they, it's, it's based on their upbringing and, and that we mentioned in the first episode, but also because of where they're at from a stage structure and where they might be. So, so is this, this is kind of like where we all view a certain situation but we all take something totally different out of it. We can do because that can be based on where we're at from mm. a stage where what our beliefs are and, and our values are around that. So we all start at base level as babies we're born and then we, we learn from the environment around us as I mentioned in our last podcast and that, that's where sort of the stages start to come in which also applies to the quadrants. Now, when we move through stages, one stage isn't better than another stage. It's really around transcending and including so uh, an easier way to talk about it is when we look at it from first second third fourth person perspective I won't go into the scientific version that I'm reading from Ken Wilber at the moment but basically we have first person perspective is one of the stages and then which is where we're looking at ourselves and our own and it's all about self which sure. is when you're when you see little kids two-year-old that's all about self of course and then as we develop up and we go into probably pre-teens teenagehood average ages course this can shift and change we have what's called second person perspective which is around shared cultural meanings so this is where our community comes in around our shared belief structures around our sports team so this is my sports team and, and if you're not part of that tribe then you're you're not included a bit like the church and everything like sure. that is around that it's like yep. if you don't believe what we believe then you're not included but that includes the i so the i is included in the second sure. person yep. we then we move into what's called third-person perspective, which is really around world-centric world and it's around achievement and success. And this is really about us striving and doing work and, and being external and, and the individual self 
being outside in the world and actioning and taking steps in that in that way. The other first two, first and second, are very internal structures. Sure. So cultural meanings and that are you can't pick up a cultural meaning. <laughs> it's what we hold in mind. Whereas third person is actions and taking a step and looking at things from a more objective perspective in that way. And then we move into what's called fourth person perspective, which is really around systems and processes. Right. So an example of that here in this space is there's the I self here, me talking in this moment. Mm. There's the we, the you and I, and the, we've got shared understanding that we're creating a podcast and having a dialogue yep. and a conversation. Yep. And then there's the third person perspective of people listening into the podcast and being able to see what's going on, watching the video and seeing both of our views going around and then there's the systems and processes so it's the cameras it's the microphones it's the systems that we put it onto the internet and everything like that it's the whole process of how that evolves in that space and that that level kind of looks a lot more around equality and and in that sort of space as well and that everyone's classed as equal unless you don't believe that so that's the blind spot so each Got has it. its blind spots but that's You've very tiny overview <laughs> of well, a very very complex. You've explained it. You've explained it very well. And so you, you've integrated this integral theory into your coaching approach now. How do you use it to help individuals? You know, navigate through their personal and and professional challenges. Okay, so yeah, I did studies which incorporated more of the neurosemantic work and the integral work together in in the coaching, and where it really works is. There's different biases and, and the extremes of how people have their biases and their thinking processes and that, that gets mapped out in a tool that I, I, I utilise in my coaching where it, it really highlights what somebody might be over-utilising and the more somebody works through their stage structures, the, the less they're had by particular ends of the spectrum. So an example might be global and detailed. Someone might be very global that... The idea of talking in any sense of details, they just glaze over. Mm -hmm. Compared to details where someone's talking to them from a global perspective and not going and talking about how many cameras were being used, how many headphones, how many minutes precisely, they they go like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so if they're on the extremes, whereas if one person gets flexibility, they're able to be more global in certain areas, but then when they need to be detailed, then they can flip into those spaces. So... That's that in part, but also from the coaching is, is really getting people to kind of find that leverage point of, of what's stopping them from moving through to that next stage structure in that way and, and just sort of supporting them by highlighting what's coming up in for, for so them. it creates a framework for you to work with to see where people are at in these various stages and yeah. how to how to move forward. Yeah, and what which ones they're over-utilising, which ones they might be missing some elements from and really interweaving it into to those To get a spaces. balance between the four stages? Well, yeah, it's the more, the more one is able to have, and that's the integral approach is because that's the next, next stage, is sure. being able to incorporate all four of those stages yeah. together and see all four because they are, slightly different but being able to see all four of those at once so the practices of kind of moving through those stages to be able to utilize it from that holistic perspective creates greater success moving forward because it's looking at everything from a holistic perspective as opposed to oh just how this is making me feel or I just need to get this task done but seeing how it interacts with with, with yeah, whatever, yeah whatever the context is sure so look one of the key elements of integral theory is the the integration of multiple perspectives, yeah? Yes. So how does that play a role in, in helping individuals become more self-aware and, and self-actualised, which we talked about in the in the previous yeah. episode? Yeah, it's 
it's really the cornerstone almost of it is because by getting someone to see multiple perspectives, it it gives greater awareness of of how what's happening in that moment is playing out. How for others, especially for, for others as mm. well, and and being able to understand that your perspective of what's going on here could be completely different based on your upbringing and your enculturation and your beliefs. Well, I think it's going pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, it's, there's, it's even down to the elements of you see someone smiling. Because of your upbringing, you've been taught that smiling indicates friendliness. Yep. But it may be nervousness. But it could be nervousness and it could be giggles. And, and you know, a really good classic example is if someone's got their arms crossed. Right. And a lot of the time people signify that as meaning they're either bored or they're angry. Yeah, don't talk to me. But the person could just be cold. Mm, And (laughs) so by being able to have those multiple perspectives and go, okay, I actually don't know what's going on in this scenario. I can have a look and understanding, but the best way to do it is actually to check in what's what's going on. But, yeah, by having those multiple perspectives, it gives greater flexibility in order to make more informed choices – because if someone's had by their detailedness and all they can do is sit there and, and write 20 hours papers and it's still not enough information and that might not serve them, by being able to have that flexibility to be able to go global and go, okay, I actually don't need any of that information in there. I'm talking for five minutes to people. They're not going to care about how to put together the microphone in order for the podcast. They just want to know sure. that podcasts are really beneficial in that way. So it's being able to have the insight then to show up in the most effective way as as an individual for the self in in that whatever scenario they're in sure now, it makes sense and it's it, it's so interesting how can businesses or teams leverage that the principles of of you know in integral theory to foster better collaboration understanding and productivity among among their members i'm sure it's got it, it can be oh it can definitely be applied across businesses in fact one of the first books which I admit I haven't gotten all the way through. It's called Spiral Dynamics. And that is all around stages of development being applied in a business sense and understanding. So businesses have their own stage structure as well. So businesses based on their values, which is usually the top CEO or head person or board culture and everything. So they're at their own stages. So finding people that are at that stage are going to who are going to be more congenial to to work in that environment however if they want to grow and progress it's really finding and understanding what those are what those values are what the core meanings are and what that applies to in people within the organization as well and being able to see the different processes so again the quadrant element is first person is understanding what the individuals are thinking and feeling about working in the space. Sure. Second person is understanding what the shared cultures and, and visions are for the business. Third person is actually doing the work that needs to get done to help create the business. And the fourth one is what are the systems and processes in place that are needed for this business to be successful? So for a podcast, you need access to the internet and to technology and electricity. So that's part of the system, you know, on a basic level. But yep. yeah, so applying all of those over in order to, to see what needs working on or what's working well within the business and how to shift and move move them to create, a, again, a holistic business. It sounds like these four quadrants could be applied to just about anything. 
pretty much. I don't know anywhere where you cannot apply them, and that's it the basis behind it. Sporting teams and oh, yeah, definitely. Sporting so. teams are very much um, what we call lower left amber stage structure, which is that that element around tribe and, and community, sure. um, because heavily it's, in it's that a, quadrant. I mean, you would you. On the weekend, two, you know, the two big grand finals and, you know, the, the way the behaviour of, of the teams that won compared to the teams that lost and, 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 that, even, and that's uh, all about... In a bigger sense, the fans. Yeah, mm. the, well, the fans are part of that, mm. you know, it's like the, and that's how those mm. sorts of things work in, in that way. So it's very much an example of that and then how that can be played out from a, yeah, and looking at it from multiple no, areas. It, it's fascinating and I'm sure we've got listeners out there who, you know, probably maybe have started their journey or want to start a journey knowing a bit more about this. Are there any resources, you know, out there as a good starting point for anyone wanting to know more about uh, integral theory that you could recommend? Yes, several. So Ken Wilbur, I tend to call him a bit of the poster boy for integral theory. Right. He's written over 20 books. He's There are different camps of views from perspectives sure. of, of Ken, but any of his books, probably Brief History of Everything or Cos... <laughs> Or cos is probably a bit of an easier book than the first book I read. Also, Cosmic Consciousness with K's, a bit like Calibricura. But also, which I will plug, is the coaching room who I've done my training with have every Friday morning what they call Integral Conversations. And that is available for anyone to tune into from 9 till 10 Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And each each week they have a different topic, but people can tune into that and have conversations and actually start to see the work being done okay. live in person by some extremely cool. well-trained people. <laughs> Tell me about, you've been on a, a pretty significant personal journey yourself which we talked a little bit about in, in the previous episode. How has integral theory influenced or, or shaped your your life and your own evolution? Oh, wow. Do we need another podcast? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so for me, one of, and, and as I talked about my history in, in the first podcast, but one of the core drivers for me was finding community because it was I had mum I felt like I didn't have that lower left as we call Amber because I didn't have that family unit which is very much that that tribe so for me this need to belong drive kept playing has played out a lot of my life and through doing the work through the training because that's the thing that they make us do in the training is you have to apply to self first and it's really helped me move away from and understand the belief structures that held that in place and my childhood my childhood and how that played an influencing factor on me and what my needs were and the driving forces behind those needs and then how they played out particularly in relationships with others and now being able to recognise and see those if they arise or how they play out and, and the fact that they don't tend to play out the way they do as well. And ultimately it's led to, for me, being a lot more calmer, a lot more content within myself. And even when things do kind of come up like I, I had yesterday, really starting to understand and see them for what they were and not hold all this meaning around what's going on and just allowing it to be in the moment as it arises. Sure. And look, obviously you've done a lot of work with this. You've done a lot of research. You know a huge amount about it. But for somebody listening who might want to use your your coaching services, 
Actually, you don't even call them coaching services. What What's the yeah. term you use? I'm more of what I like to consider myself as a confidant. A confidant. So explain that to me. So I, really, I will come back to yes. that question I've got, but please explain <laughs> that to me first. So really being a confidant for me is around providing a safe space for people to start to really unpack their personality and their identity, which is ultimately completely constructed. And that can take a little bit for some people to grasp and, and understand and hold on to. But understanding that their personality and identity is, is completely constructed. So therefore it's completely changeable. Deconstructable. It is deconstructable, which is the bonus. So everything can be worked on and, and dealt with in that way. And that that takes a lot of courage for someone to do. And because there can be some really confronting things that come up around that. I mean, I've, I've had some really big things that I've had to acknowledge myself about myself that aren't necessarily deemed such a nice thing. But yeah, so for me as a confidant, it's really creating that space for someone to be able to do that exploring themselves, like to, to go in and do that deep diving because ultimately the person who knows themselves best is is the person looking at their, their stuff and create that space and be a, and then depending on on what services they utilize with me having the option to also if something comes up in the in the time between sessions that they can reach out and have us have a support and just have an ear that that can be there in that safe space without judgment and which just I think really it's so important in dealing with what you're dealing with which, which will you know as an umbrella term use as personal development and for people to be you know Great. live their best life and and Exactly. Let go of things that are holding them back, etc. I and wanted to, to ask then how then, because we've talked a lot about integral theory here yep. and stages of development, how do you apply that to a client? And Because there's some people listening here thinking, this sounds amazing. <laughs> I come and see you and I've, uh, you know, you've provided this lovely safe space for me to uh, and let, it all, let it all out. How then do you apply that? How does it apply? Yeah. So ultimately... When someone comes in and, as you described, it goes, blah, <laughs> I simply reflect back to them, blah. Right. <laughs> so I show them and, and kind of ask ask the questions for them to kind of look inward around that. And and that applies through questioning, integral questioning, key questioning skills that have been developed to be able to ask the right questions. And this, this brings in a bit of the NLP and neurosemantic work is really asking questions for someone to go inward and sort of like, so what meaning are you giving to that? And then when people talk about stuff, connecting dots and going, so if, you, if, if you're talking about this and, and you've mentioned this, does this mean this? And so kind of people being able to understand how the chains and the patterns play out and then being able to point them out sure. from a, like a, a cognitive bias or metaprogram things as they call it in different worlds. But be able to point that out to them and feed that back and going, do you notice that you haven't actually told me anything, just told me that the world is blue and green and that's <laughs> you haven't given me any details about where you lived except for planet Earth and kind of being able to repoint those out to people and, and just to mirror back to them what's going on so they can kind of start to see and recognise what's, what, what's happening in those spaces. Sure. Tell me about the perfect person who would come and see you? Who Who is the, you know, there's people out there listening. You know, we've all got our own stuff going on. There's a lot of people out there who propose to be able to help in various... Who are, the, who are the people out there listening right now who should come and see Helen Francis? Basically, if you're ready to start looking inward and that's not 
everybody. No. And I mean, a lot of people will, will have things that they want solved or fixed. And so they'll tend to go to a coach, which is more of a performance-based coach to reach an outcome, which occurs here as well. It's more about understanding what's stopping them from reaching that right now and really di- digging underneath. So I guess it's someone who, who maybe has gone through a major event in their life and they're feeling a bit stuck or lost as to where, what direction to go in or who they are or they're feeling unsettled because as somebody sometimes shifts through a, a, a stage or is moving towards a different stage, things aren't the same for them because what they once believed or, or valued no longer holds value. And that mm. can be quite shocking in itself at the time it's happening. It's like, I don't understand. I used to love going to the pub with my mates on a Friday and getting blind, but I don't enjoy it. I don't value it and I don't want to do it, but I'm like, but I'm losing my mates. And so People who are a bit confused and just want a bit more clarity, people who are looking to, who are prepared to really start digging into their beliefs and their value structures that they hold on to and are ready to let that go in order so that they have greater choice in their life to be who they really want to be. And even just, it's just even to improve better relationships. By understanding yourself better, you can... It improves your relationships around you. That would be any relationship, wouldn't it? It's any relationship. Not necessarily romantic. It's relationship with your kids. It's relationships with your parents. It's relationships with your friends, your co-workers, with old mate down the street (laughs) that you go and see and you buy your newspaper off or something. It's it's being able to kind of see people in a different light rather than with all the filters that, that are applied that we hold on to. Sure. Look, it's been absolutely fascinating. You've, you've got so much to be able to give people who, who do, you know, and it's it's basically everyone. We've all got stuff that we, we need to unpack. You need to be in the oh right, yeah. right place, as we all do. But, Helen, thanks so much for coming in. Where do people get in touch with you? They can go to my website, which is calibricura.com, K-O-L-I-B-R-I-C-U-R-A.com, or Helen francis coaching which is my old business name but that still links me to the page i'm also on linkedin under helen francis and on instagram and on facebook so you can find me all over the place and you can meet with anyone from anywhere can't you although you're based on the sunshine coast based on the sunshine coast but i do am able to facilitate services online as well and yeah so i am available all over the world for Fantastic. anyone listening. Well, thank you so much for taking the big drive down to meet with us in the studio here on the Gold Coast. We've got listeners everywhere. But look, been absolutely amazing information. Got so much to, to offer. Anyone out there who, you know, has got a bit of a spark from this, a little bit of a, you know, light bulb moment, reach out and, and talk to Helen. Thanks so much for coming in and being part of the, the My Business podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me.